Hi, hello. We're in the Death March of Passive Pixels. I'm Edwin. Dorian, how are you? Dying yourself? Oh, well, I mean, my hand is uh, slowly starting to have its skin peel away from the uh, the fireballs that I created on the grill, so... Yeah, you know, you're trying to be uh, an IRL uh, King of the Hill, right? Uh, I mean, I actually am watching a lot of King of the Hill. I'm yeah. actually... I don't know how far I am into season two, but, you know, I am in season two, so... Well. Yeah, I'm I'm glad I'm glad the show continued long enough for for you to uh, to do that at least that's that's good. Mm-hmm. You know we we grill in here. I cut the grass, which uh, I probably irritated my burnt hand more, and it started creating boils. And I even actually fixed something in my new car. So I'm just saying that Hank Hill made me into a man. Okay, King the Hill makes men. Um. All right. Should we just do the segment uh, right at the top? Whatever. Yeah. Cool. We we can. Just as a side note, I don't know if this makes a difference because I don't record. Well, I mean, I do record on ZenCaster. My little squiggly lines aren't going up on ZenCaster, but I'm sure. Uh, it's oh, fine, I see right? them on my side. Okay, then it's fine. Okay, just want to make sure. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Cool. So explanation, people. We have I think five episodes left. I don't know. I'm not really counting. And if it ends up going into tendies where we have this segment, oh well, whatever. Uh, so. What I wanted to do was, you know, we, we have a lot of topic lists on the show. Uh, a lot of it is just whatever what we're watching. What I wanted to do is just break it by decade. The first, we're going to do 80s and anything older. The next episode is going to be 90s. After that, 2000s, 2010s. And then, I don't know, 2020s. I don't know. I'm still... I've, I'm canceling the show because I don't want to think. But here I am making it more complicated for myself. Anyways, what I wanted to do was we just throw in whatever topic we want at this point that feels like, you know, before passive dies, what is something that we would have wanted to get in an episode one way or another? So, yeah, that is the purpose of at least the first topic list. So I'm going to go ahead and just read out mine because it's short. Dorian, he had way more stuff. He's old. So, yeah, understandable. Mine was pretty short. It was Fleetwood Max Rumors, Michael Jackson Thriller, Cool Hand Luke, Scarface, and Heathers. So that that's the, the little thing. If I have to dig into my actual list, which I, I guess I'll get out of my way, Liza P, Eddie Murphy Delirious, Beavis and Butthead Do the Universe, King of the Hill Season 1 and 2, Saw X, Zoolander, Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th, and Child's Play. There we go. Blah, 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 blah. If I have to get to there, cool, whatever. Dorian, give me yours. So... And usual uh, me being a dumbass fashion, I, I kind of misunderstood the assignment. No, no, you did not. No, you did not. You, um, you overshot it. There's, there's a difference. I, like, I, 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 I go for it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I definitely overshot a little bit, but that's okay. Um, some uh, There's a couple things that I have talked about on the show before, obviously, so I can skip over them, but they just felt so essential to me. And I thought I was making full five lists that I couldn't leave them off of there. Um, and by the way, I should mention any of my five that I mentioned here, these aren't like a top five for me. I didn't rank these. And there are some stuff that is left specifically off just because we've talked about it so much before and I wasn't going to bring it up again. So these aren't like definitive top five lists or anything for me. But anyways, uh, so I'll mention these quickly here for albums. I got Doolittle by the Pixies. Straight Out of Compton by the NWA, oh, hell yeah. Pictures by Rush, Boston by Boston, and Who's Next by The Who. And then in terms of movies, I threw on here Blade Runner, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, Monty <sighs> Python and the Holy Grail, Taxi Driver, and The Godfather. For television shows, this is a little bit harder for me, but I went Who's the Boss, The Golden Girls, Kids in the Hall, Wait. Saved the by the Bells, and Inspector Gadget. 
Wait, hold then, on. G- g- uh, Golden Girls was 80s? I could have sworn that it was like early 90s. No? No, no. It started off late 80s and then kind of bled. The, there was another show that technically started off very late 80s, too, went to the 90s. I didn't include that. And that's, of course, Seinfeld. Um, I consider uh, that 90s. but the, Yeah, no. Seinfeld, it's sure. I know it had like, what? Isn't it the first season, 89? First season, it, yeah. No, no. You were so 90s. There's no yeah. reason to do that. Yeah. Um, um, and then video games quickly: Super Mario Brothers three, Maniac Mansion, Metroid, Sim City, and Punch Out. God, I'm an idiot. I completely forgot that the NES was 80s. I'm dumb. <laughs> yeah, let's to mine. Oh, Duck Hunt's a great choice too. And then just quickly, uh, my list for the week was uh, Todd Field, Signalis, Theater Rhythm, Final Bar Line, Eternal Darkness, Spark, The Electric Jester, The Messenger, The Exorcist, The Exorcist Believer. <laughs> Uh, Dumb Money, Saw X, and Nightmare on Elm Street 1 and 2. Oh, you watch both of them. Oh, okay. All right. You know what? I, I, yeah, I know that we set the rules right now for 80s things. Fuck it. Let's throw Nightmare on Elm Street here well, first. That is 80s, so you're good. Exactly. No, it fits in. It fits <laughs> yeah, in. It's perfectly. Yeah. I, I'm not going to lie. If I hadn't just watched it, I'd be throwing it in here. Nightmare on Elm Street actually kicks ass. I it can't does. believe how good that movie is uh so there's three movies here fuck it i'll just throw them in here right now because i don't really care friday the 13th sucks i boring movie boring movie a sleeper my god and it takes so long to kill these children if you're going to be this boring at least kill these children quick anyways friday the 13th bleh. child's play it, it it's fine whatever i just kind of needed chucky being more of an asshole immediately and it just took way too long i just prefer him to be a joke like he is in the later movies so those out of the way do you want to say anything about that before we let, let's get the veggies out of the way so we can get to nightmare so what do you yeah. want to say about the veggies yeah no uh friday the 13th i agree it's always been my least like and again i've only seen a couple of them so i shouldn't comment <laughs> on the entire series as a whole but specifically from the first one <laughs> specifically from the first one i think it's definitely the weakest if you're looking at the big three slasher movies from that time of halloween nightmare on elm street and uh friday the 13th uh, i just think jason as a character is infinitely less interesting than those other guys personally Mama's boy. uh yeah absolutely and then uh, Chucky, I, I, so Child's Play, uh, the only one I've ever seen is the reboot with freaking Audrey Plaza. Um, so that is definitely a project for me. So, yeah, I, I want to watch more. I've heard it gets really stupid and really fun, and those were probably where I'll be starting to appreciate it more. Uh, but yeah. All right, so I just have to say that uh, that was Craven. That man might know what he's doing. He might know a thing or two about horror because... Yeah, man, I'm actually just kind of impressed because Nightmare on Elm Street, I'm not going to lie, I just I, I didn't find it scary at all. It probably, you know, doesn't help that I was in the living room, but I still, man, I was just so impressed by just how visually striking this movie is. And let, let's be honest, man, the idea that Freddy kills you in dreams, it is a perfect horror setup. It is perfect. It is flawless. It is, hey, what is something that everyone needs to do? Everyone needs to poop. Well, no, we can't make a horror movie about that because it, it, it's poop. It's inherently funny. What does everyone need to do? Sleep. That's fucking terrifying. You are vulnerable. And that's when you die. It, it, it's perfect. He's a perfect villain in which, of course, you have to nerf him down to the ground and make him incompetent. Because if not, there would be no tension because Freddy Krueger could easily kill anyone if he wasn't incompetent. So 
Yeah, no, no, no. Nightmare on Elm Street. It's a fucking incredible movie. I, I, it's just a good movie, and I, we're gonna have to go to spoilers because God, the the ending hurt me. So you say your piece. Well, to your point about not being scared, I, I mean, I'm sure there are some people that get scared by slashers, but I'm not one of them too. Like, I, I don't find Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, Street, Nightmare on Elm Street. Street. Um, yeah, uh, I don't find it scary. I don't find Halloween scary. I don't find any of those movies particularly scary. I mean, Freddy's creepy. Like, he's got a creepy design, and I like that. But I, I don't find the movies like scary at all. Uh, but it's great. Nightmare on Elm Street's fantastic. And I think, like you said, like being able to play with dreams is a great, it just gives you so much like creativity and stuff you can do with that and how you can fuck around with that and kind of keep audiences on the edge of their seat and do different things with it. So I think it has an inherent advantage in that situation alone, being able to do cool stuff like that. Um, and yeah, it's a great movie. It, like I haven't seen, I had seen it, I believe, ages ago, but I didn't really remember much of it. Uh, it holds up fantastic. Wes Craven's awesome. And yeah, the movie is just, it's, it rules, man. Like Freddie's awesome. He's, he, he's a dope. Like, and it gets, it gets worse as it goes along too. I'm sure like I'll, I'll talk a little, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about too. Uh, but he, I'm sure, you know, it just gets stupider and stupider with him. But yeah, he's like, I was saying to you, like, I love when he's like, just, he gets hit. He sells it like a fucking WWE wrestler going down <laughs> like hard. Like he's just like flopping all over the place. And these little like, teenagers just sort of bop <laughs> him in this man. Like he, he turns into the rock. Like after he gets a stunnered. <laughs> yeah. Or like the, or like the, the burglars in home alone. Like they're just, he's so incompetent, but uh, that's it. If he was even slightly more competent, it wouldn't be a challenge. He'd just like snap his fingers and these kids would be dead. <laughs> so uh, yeah. Just, hey guys, it's me. Ah, damn it. I killed them immediately. Oh, well, there goes the movie. <laughs> no doubt. But yeah, no, it, it, it's a great movie. Uh, it's fantastic. And uh, if you haven't seen it, definitely recommend it. Uh, I will be doing a topic on this for sure. Uh, that's my plan. Actually, that's why I watched one and two. I, I don't know. Actually, you'll have to explain why you watched it. But I started watching it because I knew I had an episode planned next year. So I was like, fuck, I better get on these. No, I mean, I just Friday the 13th just passed up and I was thinking, you know what? I'm kind of in the mood for some horror-ish something, right? And I got on HBO and I saw that A Nightmare on Elm Street was there. And I was like, huh, you know what? I enjoy me a Wes Craven. I can delay watching Scream 2 even longer. Why not watch A Nightmare on Elm Street? So it was just on a complete whim. Um, I'm not going to lie. I really hate how... Look, this is weird. I... I hate how pretty Freddy looks sometimes whenever they put him in like these thumbnails on HBO. Like he looks like he's posing. You can definitely tell that he has human eyes and he looks like he's trying to have like a little like this is my better side when they show that picture on there. I, I hate it, man. I don't know why. It just yeah, but that's besides the point. Anyways, what I wanted to say as well is that I am just shocked by some of the striking visuals that the movie has my favorite one is easily whenever she's in one of the dream sequences and the dead bodies being dragged through the school. And then you just see like the legs flopped up and then being dragged away. It, it's sick. I, I don't have anything else to say. Just very striking. Awesome. So, very, very, atmos- very am- uh, uh, atmospheric that entire scene. I, I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> my joke, uh, uh, review on letterbox i had it ready to go but then the ending completely derailed me and it hurt me and i couldn't include a joke review my joke review was gonna be ah so a little uh, it was gonna be something along the lines of oh so this movie takes more advantage of dreams than inception does it was gonna be something like that right and then the ending happens 
And I, I'm sorry, I'm gonna have to get on the spoilers for this one. So, the, the Nightmare on Elm Street spoilers. So, three, two, one. Dude, fucking Nancy is running the table. She has him. It is fucking over. There is no reason that Freddy is ever going to come back. And then she gets cocky and says, I'm going to take away all your power. He disappears. She thinks, oh, cool. I made my own reality. He was faking it the entire time. And then the Freddy sweater comes up on the top of the car. And it's like, no, no, she lost. Shadow Freddy Mobile. The, the Freddy Mobile is going to haunt my dreams because it is the spike on the one yard line of uh, it, it is a heartbreaking defeat to see that Nancy Nancy had that shit on lock. She home alone to the fuck out of him in that house. And if she just by the way, I, another thing. Nancy's mom dying might be the most album cover metal ass shit I've ever seen. Like it was awesome. But I, I just it, it hurt me. It hurt me so much because I love Nancy. This girl was awesome the entire fucking movie. This girl, she's tenacious. She's oh man, I gotta fall asleep. I'm gonna scream. I'm in a dream. That didn't work. What am I gonna do? I'm gonna put my hand on a steaming pipe to wake myself up with pain. Awesome. This 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 girl is perfect. And to just have her lose like that at the very end, it oh my god, it is the only it is probably the only time in a horror movie where I've just been like, no, you had it. You had it. I almost felt like this is what sports fans feel like whenever their team fucks it up at the last moment. Oh, it hurt. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure. And not to I, I, I'm tr- I'll try to like don't take too much into this. Like, I don't want you to think I'm spoiling future movies for you or anything. Oh, I don't care. I don't give a shit. Okay. Yeah. And I'm sure you don't care that much anyways. But, I'm gonna watch them, but like, come on, like, yeah, no, fair. But I, I feel like this is just kind of a, 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 this is kind of the franchise of like, it's, it feels very cruel, and I have a feeling that <laughs> most of these people are not gonna win at the end of the day against Freddy, uh, because you know, for different reasons, greed, vanity, whatever you call it, thinking you haven't won, and then, like you said, spiking at the one yard line and fucking up. So, uh, it definitely feels very cruel. Uh, but I, I do like that. Like that's like I like horror movies like that. Something about a happy ending in a horror movie always just feels off to me. I'm not as big on that. So yeah. this is the problem is, is that horror movies, you know, they never have good characters. Nancy's awesome. She's cool. Nancy's the best. Like, just look. I'm about to say some real offensive shit right now. Okay, Laurie Strode has no reason to be as big as a horror icon as she is. Okay, there's no reason. When we have Nancy on Nightmare on Elm Street right over there, okay? The fact that Nancy isn't as beloved, and like, the reason, the fact that I don't know about Nancy at all until watching this movie lets me know that there are wrong things in this world that we don't know. Most people don't know about Nancy as well as they do fucking Lancy, Laurie Strode from Halloween, okay? It is unfair because Nancy deserves more. Yeah, no, that's fair. I mean, I do. I'm a big Laurie Strode fan as well. Uh, but show Nancy. Nancy had a good run against him. Like she made most of the right decisions. Uh, but it's you know, like the last you, uh, every single yeah, move was right. Every yeah, single you, one. You can't let your guard down even for a second against a dastardly being like Freddy Krueger. And uh, oh she took her eye God. off the prize for just a second. And that was enough. 
it was the wrong move. That's the problem. Like she, it wasn't even like cockiness. It was literally just that's not the rules that Freddy plays by. And it's like, god damn it! Oh, and also, I, I, go for I, it. I was just gonna say, I'm very excited when you watch the second one <laughs> because have you? Do you know anything about it? I know nothing other than that Nancy comes back in three. That's it. I know okay. nothing else. I'm actually, look, look, Friday the 13th, miss. Child's Play, miss. Uh, nightmare, landed. You, you, you get, I've actually, isn't there seven of them? There's seven of them, right? There's a lot, yeah. <laughs> okay, like, I hope there's, I hope there's seven of the mainline ones before you start getting into the reboots. But, like, if there's seven main ones, like, oh, thank you, Wes Craven. Yeah, there is. There's seven main ones. That's um, <laughs> it was meant, it was meant to be. Um, but the, uh, the 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 only things I'll say about the second one to just prepare you a little bit. It's, gonna uh, suck. it's very 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 homoerotic. So oh yes, <laughs> it, it is. You could say the Top Gun beach scene is a big influence in Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes! Too. <laughs> so get ready for that. Gay Street. Um. And yeah, you basically just get uh, Freddy trying to control a kid, and it's fantastic. It's really good. Uh, it's bad. Like, don't get me wrong; it is not a good movie at all. Obviously. I'll say this right now, but it's fun. It's absolutely fun, and I think you'll enjoy it with that in mind. Look, man, horror movies—you're only allowed to have one movie that's like, oh yeah, okay, that was the serious one, and then afterwards, it's like, bro, we can make this shit cheap and make money. Who cares? Yeah, that's that's definitely I think with what they went with here. But yeah, no, uh, it, they're both uh, great, or sorry, they're not both great movies. One is a fantastic movie, um, and then just briefly on two, like I said, I'll, I'll, if, you, if you're going to watch that, well, I'm sure I'll punt it to whenever you talk about that, but uh, yeah, fun movie, fun movies. Can't yeah, wait to watch I, more. I will watch more, because I want to see how the hell they bring back Nancy, because like that's, I don't know, man, that seems pretty definitive to seeing the Freddy Mobile just kind of take the teenagers, and it's like, you're in my world now, bitch, you're gonna die one way or another, which, I, I don't know, man, like, that feels like a Metal Gear Solid 2-ass ending, where it's like, you just kind of are supposed to let yourself stew a little bit with the mystery, and the fact that, you know, there she comes back, it's like, okay, well, what dumb shit are you gonna do to justify her coming back? Uh, so, so, yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street is... Uh, uh, damn, you know what? I kind of might actually want this movie out of 10. Uh, the first one's a 4 out of 5 for me, and the second one's a 2.5 out of 5 for me. All right. Uh, I guess from here, I I'm just going to I'm gonna throw an album in here, because why not? I don't fucking care. Fleetwood Max Rumors. Now, I just this is an album I found out not long ago. All I know is that I just wanted to give it a, a minute or two. I, I can't really say much, because all I know is... Pretty much everything else that's already been documented about this, which is that they all fucking hated each other and they were all high on coke when they made this music. And not only that, the album is awesome and the album is part of the uh, Congress's library of important works of art or something or whatever the fuck it's called. All I know is that that combination of facts is incredible and some of the songs that are on this album are sick. And of course, we cannot forget about the chain. We can't forget about, oh my god, I said that and then literally the song name left my head. Uh, I'm an idiot. Do you know this album? Uh, which song specifically are you trying to think of? <sighs> I keep wanting to say Roxanne, but that doesn't sound right. Uh, it's I, definitely a woman's name. I don't know the song. Then no, I, I've heard the album, but I don't know which one you particularly you're talking about. Unfortunately. Oh well. Okay. Of course, there's dreams. Dreams is great. You make love and fun. 
just there's so many good songs. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. I've gone through a lot of old albums and I realized that a lot of times the albums are just like you would buy the albums just for the singles. Occasionally there would be some deeper cuts that were pretty good, but you know, with the way that music was distributed, a lot of times the singles were the hot ones. Those were the ones that everyone always wanted. And what I really liked about this album specifically when I found it feels so dumb to say found it like if I'm the only person who found this album. Well, when I first listened to it, I realized, oh, man, like, no, this is an actual album. This doesn't feel like filler tracks until you get to the singles. Like, no, there are some I mean, now they're not um not now it's not like they're unknown but it feels like the lesser known tracks are still just as good uh okay no i'm imagining it i'm imagining that name then because i could have sworn that there was a just a woman's name in one of these song titles but it, i think it might be just one of their famous singles uh anyways uh dreams don't stop go your own way just these are all fucking great songs and that's it I just wanted to get this album out because why not? It's my show. I just want to be have it on the record that I really like Fleetwood Mac's rumors. Yeah, Fleetwood Mac, they've got some really uh, good bangers. I, I I don't know. They're they're another band that I don't know if I can say I've listened to an entire album of theirs, which is an unfortunate uh, thing with me in a lot of music. Just this really... one, man. Just just listen to rumors. Like you, you get that, you're yeah. like, oh yeah, this is at their peak. Yeah, I'll definitely try. Uh, but I've definitely, like, I mean, you can go your own way is obviously a, a super famous song, and I like that song a lot. Um, but yeah, no, good man, for sure. I agree. Mm, which I gotta say, seriously, the chain is easily just like, oh my god, I fucking love the chain. That's it. That's it. I don't know what else I can say. That's it. I just wanted to get it out there. We're done. Uh, your turn. Well, let's bundle four of these five albums together, and there's a reason I'm going to do that, oh, uh, yeah. besides the fact that I got way more than you, but let's mm-hmm. do that. So, Doolittle Pixies, Moving Pictures Rush, Boston Boston, Who's Next to Who? You may be wondering, what the fuck do all these albums have in common? Well, let me explain to you. There's a little game called Rock Band, and in Rock Band, so Same. all of these all of these albums and these, well, not all the entire albums, I should say, but a lot of these songs on these albums, I had heard growing up. Uh, my mother was really big into music, uh, specifically do, uh, Pixies, uh, the, the Doolittle by the Pixies. Um, that was an album that was played constantly in our house. Um, so a lot of those songs, I just had them in memory, and I really did like them. Um, but in terms of the whole albums and the songs on these albums, uh, Rock Band was really, really influential to me in just getting myself back into music, listening to more songs. And they eventually, for DLC, started releasing uh, whole albums. Uh, not just individual songs, but like whole album packs. And every one of those albums, uh, every, yeah, every one of those albums you could buy uh, in the game. It's a DLC pack. Uh, and I did for all those ones, and I love them all. Uh, they're all great for different reasons, obviously. Um, but yeah, big fans. Uh, D- Pixies, uh, Doolittle, I would love to see that band live. I'm very sad I haven't, but they're I think they're fantastic. That album in general is just so great. There's so many songs. Uh, Debaser is what I like to call an angry song. I love listening to when I'm angry about something. I just want to scream. Uh, I think oh, it's a great yeah. song for that. Big fan of that. Uh, Rush. I mean, one of the best, one of the greatest drummers of all time, obviously. Tom Sawyer is just a fucking classic. And there's, there's so many great songs on that album. But And they're, of course, Canadians. So love supporting the Canadian boys. Uh, Boston. This is a band that I actually knew nothing about before I downloaded that album on Rock Band. Uh, there was a point where I was like, oh, a new song on uh, Rock Band. Let's just download this pack. <laughs> I didn't even vet it uh, or care what the music was. I just bought it and played it. 
because uh, I usually play drums and I like drumming stuff. Um, and Boston was just, I love this album. There's so many th- songs. Of course, one of the most famous ones on this feeling is, you know, Hooked on a, uh, no, Hooked on a Feeling. Ah, uh, fuck. Oh, that's going to bug me. Hold on. Hold on while I look this up. One second. Uh, by the way, I'll bug me. I'll take over here just because it is necessary to say the entire specter of all these albums, just like you said it, it, it even includes Fleetwood Mac because, of course, uh, Go Your Own Way was my first exposure of Fleetwood Mac, and that was, I'm pretty sure, a song of Rock Band 2 or Rock Band 3. I don't sure remember. was. It was one sure of those two. All I know <laughs> um, is that it, it just it needs to be said across this entire music topic. It cannot be understated how important harmonics as a company is to introducing mm-hmm. classic rock to anyone of our age like it mm-hmm. is so unbelievably important that without guitar hero or rock band none of these musical artists would have had that extra shot of the last three decades thrown right onto them it is incredible that honestly with the rumors of like just not even rumors i guess just bobby Kotick kind of throwing a little bit of a fire into hey maybe phil spencer brings back guitar hero i legitimately would want that just because i need more people that know music to dig things out to the present to me and go hey you might like this so Please, for the love of God, I will take another Guitar Hero. And yes, we must speak the specter of Rock Band. So It's so important to my life, to my musical taste. Hell, I found Paramore through Rock Band 2. That's what you get. That was my first exposure to them. It is also one of my least favorite songs now, probably because I've heard it like 7 billion times <laughs> now at this point. But I still like that song, damn it. So yes, no, Rock Band, incredibly important to just literally all the music that i like now yeah no same for sure uh more than a feeling was the song i think i said hooked on a feeling maybe i said more, more i don't know that's, a feeling, uh, absolutely i don't know the, the, i won't the attempt to do that that's that's yeah. way too high for me but good job uh and then who and then the who of course uh, i mean the who it's it's the fucking who and yeah who's next a uh, fantastic album with just so many incredible bangers on a uh, baba o'reilly such a treat to play and listen to. Oh um, and yeah, I fucking just love Bob O'Reilly. Uh, Bob O'Reilly so good. Um, I, I do want to give a special, uh, my only honorable, I did have an honorable mention in music section because I was like, man, I can't believe I'm not fucking including this. But, you know, I just, these five were just more important to me. But uh, Pink Floyd, The Wall, of course, uh, is just such an incredibly iconic album. Uh, and, and Pink Floyd is just the perfect, you know, put it on the background vibe kind of music to it. So big fan of that. And then the only album I had on here that really wasn't uh, rock band related was uh, straight out of Compton by the NWA. Always been a big rap fan. That was my dad's side. He listened to a lot of rap growing up. Really? Uh, Dope. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, straight out of Compton, man. I mean, you can't like just overstate how important this album is for so many people. Uh, of course, it launched Dr. Dre, Ice Cube, Easy E. And just, it's a great album. Uh, obviously, you made a movie out of the damn thing. So, yeah, no, there's just, there, there's so much to love with that album. I think it's a great fucking album. And uh, definitely, you know, if I was to make like a top 10 rap album list, uh, it would be up there for me, for sure. I, I got to admit, so when I heard, um, oh, God, I forgot that album name for a second. When I heard Straight Outta Compton, the, I don't remember how long ago, it was definitely a couple of years ago. I was shocked at how, well, first off, it is, I I always like hearing rap music from, okay, 
80s definitely has that certain tone like it definitely always sounds very lo-fi 90s feels like it has the 90s hip-hop feels like it has like a good amount of guitar 2000s almost feels as old as the 80s because it sounds like it, they had that little hints of electronic in there and really i'm just picturing i don't know i'm picturing laffy taffy whenever i think 2000s rap do you remember that song uh, not offhand, no. No, okay. D- don't look it up. It fucking sucks. Um, All right. <laughs> no, no. Like I, I like I can hear the beat. Like it, it's it's so like dis- disgustingly electronic. But that was the that was the time. So, anyways, back to straight out of Compton. I like how you can definitely hear the age in there. But what I was more impressed that is that the feeling behind the music of just these four little kids that just want to fuck things up and just create trouble like it feels so like it's that still feels timeless but what i like imagining through that is thinking okay so i watched a video earlier today on the simpsons right and they brought up the fact that simpsons now is just like the Simpsons is owned by Disney and no one blinks. And then you think about the Simpsons when it was like in the first few seasons and it's like a complete affront to humanity. And it is the most offensive thing that you could watch on television and how just so far we are from that. It's funny because I remember thinking that straight out of Compton now it's like okay yeah no no this is still like sort of that same kind of like i'm a teenager i don't want to fuck shit up and then i think about what it must have been like listening into the 80s and it's like oh my god they must have thought that these little black kids were the devil like they were trying to corrupt america's youth which i know that's exactly what happened but shit man it's fun to think about it listening to it removed like so many decades later well, it is funny that like it's always me it, like in the seventies and eighties. Obviously, like that was predominantly was music that was evil. Remember Kiss, right? How Knights and Satan service, how they were evil and corrupting children of the youth. So it's it is fascinating to look back on that time period and see you know how how music was like. You know, some people were just like the devil basically when it came to music. Just God bless that there isn't too much of that now, or at least not enough to have governments continuously looking over like the fuck you're doing over there. Do you understand how many notes we get about this? Do we just we just need a check to have people shut the fuck up. But yeah, no, that's what was it the other day? Just because, you know, with my with my new car, it doesn't feel right to be listening to podcasts in there. So I just keep putting on music. And one of the albums that I put on was Dre's 2001. And I was just like, man, I'm just like, I can hear the era. I can absolutely hear the late 90s in it. But these beats are just still so good. And that's what I think kind of carried a lot of Straight Outta Compton is the fact that even though it's just these kids that I don't really think that they were, I don't think like really they were talented when it came to rapping. I don't feel like that was like the real draw of it. I think more of the draw was just, the shit that they were saying and then Dre's beats holding it down really hard. Like it was the vibe and like the image that they were selling more than like the actual raw talent. Yeah. Well, Dre's production is incredible, man. And and that would never stop. Like you go from that to uh, the first chronic and then 2001, obviously uh, Dre's chronic. Um, I, and then, by the way, did you ever yeah. listen to uh, Compton? I'm sorry. Did you ever listen oh, to Compton? Uh, bits and pieces of it. I don't know if I've ever listened to the entire album. I should. I really you should. should. It's actually like 
really good. Like, I'm, I know that Detox was just, like, never gonna fucking happen, so, like, this is the best that you could have gotten, and I actually kind of like it. Yeah, no, I've heard it's really good. I, I should. Is it still an Apple fucking music exclusive? No, wait, there's no fucking way. Okay, I need- wait, it was wow, actually- but- Okay, I'm, now I'm curious. I need to see if on Spotify. By the way, uh, 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 dropping news. Um, important changes to your Zencaster free plan. Uh, effective November 16, 2033, recording capabilities will no longer be available on the hobbyist plan, which will transition to a hosting-only plan. Uh, so I might be actually canceling the show even sooner and be wrapping things up sooner. Cause, uh, Where did you see that? They literally sent me an email uh, 15 oh, minutes ago. Oh, no. Ah. Well, the Splinterverse is about to collapse. They realized that we were doing this shit for free still. Oh, I didn't even, I didn't even get that email. They don't care about me. That's fine. No, it, it <laughs> might just be the next time that you log in that it actually does that. Oof. Okay. Yeah. Compton is on Spotify now, so you should be able to listen through it there. Oh, good. yeah. Good to know. I'll definitely do that. Hmm. All right. Well, uh, I'm sorry for uh, a time to kill. A time, an hour to kill has now been killed uh, through this. Awesome. Yeah, that blows. I'll have to look and see. I mean, we can always record local and, and sync with the clap. So I guess we're gonna have to do that now. But that kind of makes makes three things people. more annoying. Well, yeah, I mean, and that makes even more than two just a nightmare. Get yeah. you out of sync or something like that. Fuck, what a shit show. And then if one person drops, yeah. it's like, oh, yeah, the episode's gone. Yeah, that does suck. Oof. All right, so I'm going to get the other album out of the way because it, it kind of fits in a little bit into the Guitar Hero rock band thing. Michael Jackson's Thriller. Um, I want Beat It was the first song that I've heard. Like I can picture clearly in my mind listening to and knowing it was Michael Jackson. Technically, it's not the first Michael Jackson that I I heard because the first one would actually be from Rush Hour Two. What about Don't Stop? Don't stop till you get it on. Come on! Like I had no idea that that was a Michael Jackson song. I thought it was just Chris Tucker saying gibberish. But like I'm a child, so like what would you expect? I was six. Um, but the first song that I can remember is Beat It, and it was from Undercover Brother, and I just remember thinking that that scene from Undercover Brother is sick, and I love the guitar that's... Oh my god, who's... It's not Eric Clapton, right? Who did that... It's a... Who did that guitar solo? It's definitely a famous guitarist, and Eddie Van... Is it Van Halen who did that? Beat It... Guitar solo. Yep, it was Van Halen. Okay. Eddie Van Halen doing that guitar solo from Beat Dope. Anyways, the reason that I bring this up is that my enjoyment of this then kicks in later when Guitar Hero World Tour comes out and Beat It is a track on there. It pushes me a little bit further in and I find Billie Jean and I I actually think Billie Jean might be my favorite Michael Jackson song. Like, I just love the beat of it. I love the like just everything in the tone of that song is perfect and then it isn't until a couple years ago that i decided oh actually you know what i want to listen to michael jackson's thriller i've never actually stopped to listen to it i know i've listened to thriller the song in between this point but i like i like thriller but it's not really like one of those songs that sticks to it but like these three songs beat it billy jean and 
Um, oh wait, is "Don't Stop Till You Get Enough"? "Don't Stop Till You Get Enough" is on that as well, right? No, that's not. Never mind. That's bad, right? Yeah, don't stop till you get enough is off the wall. Whoops. All right. Well, at least then Billy Jean and Beat It both being on the same album is absolutely mind-blowing to me because I feel like those two alone are songs that anchor albums, and both of these are on the same one. And then I listen to Thriller, and I find out Thriller is on there too. Like, the... The literal album of Thriller is an actual killer's row of single after single after single after single that it almost feels like an eight-barrel shotgun gets shot into you. Like, this album is sick, and I love it, and I'm not going to lie, maybe the Paul McCartney and Michael Jackson song is really weird because, like, they're fighting over a girl, and then I'm thinking the entire time about the age difference between the two of them, and it's like, this is a little weird. And also Michael Jackson just speaking. I, I don't ever want to hear Michael Jackson speak. I, I just I don't. I just want to hear him sing. I don't want to hear hey, hey, it's going, it's going, Paul. Yeah, I love this guy. Like I I'm so fine. I don't need that in my life. But like this album is just so good on when it comes to the layering, all the little beats that it has. Like, oh God. I just really like this album. That's it. Yeah, that's another one that I've really, like, I, I've listened to so many individual Michael Jackson songs, but definitely never listened to a whole album, uh, like, from start to finish. Uh, but so many bangers, so many recognizable songs. Fantastic like, music. This is the Fantastic old one, man. Music. Like, just, just if you, you start from the beginning of this one, and you get to the end, and you're like, holy shit, I think I know all these songs. And they were all in one album. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. They probably are. I probably have listened to every song on that album just out of order, but <laughs> yeah, no, just great stuff. So yeah, that, that's all I got for the music thing. Uh, I I don't know where to go from here. Do we do we just keep doing the eighties thing? Was there something else you want to throw in next? Oh, we can do eighties. We can keep going with that for sure. Uh, I mean, let's bang out a. I'll bang out a couple of these TV shows because I really don't care too much about them. I just again, sure. I thought I was making everything. Um, who's the boss and the golden girls are kind of on here for the same reason. This is just me getting home from uh school or not school. Sorry. Well, yeah, school. Yeah, I know, it was yeah. school. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was school at that time still. So, cause that's when I was watching these. So yeah, coming home from school, watching some of these, uh, the, who's the boss obsession. I don't know what really began with that. I just love mm-hmm. Tony Danza. I thought he was hilarious. Um, uh, and I, and I still remember being really mad that you could only get who's the boss season one on DVD and they never made more. I guess it wasn't popular enough. I don't know if they have now, but back then. You could only find, I think it was like season one and maybe two or something on DVD. It might, it might have been a thing together. But uh, yeah, you can never find more than that. It always pissed me off. It's like, man, I love this show. It gets no respect. Uh, the Golden Girls, I mean, Golden Girls are just classic. You gotta love those those crazy, crazy ladies. All, all pass away now. Rest in peace to all of them. But yeah, they were. Oh, uh, God, that's depressing. Yeah, it is depressing. <laughs> Very depressing. Betty White Betty was, White was Yeah, she was really yeah. holding it down. Yeah, she was the last one going there for a while. But unfortunately, she passed away. But uh, yeah, they're just hilarious and just classic sitcom stuff. Uh, Kids in the Hall started in the 80s, technically more of a 90s show, but whatever. It was 88, I think. So I'm counting it. Uh, really classic Canadian sketch comedy show. Uh, just funny, funny stuff, man. If you've ever if you've never seen it, definitely, you know, check out some YouTube videos. Uh, they, they did a lot of funny stuff. They did bring it back for a reboot, but it was awful. We don't talk about that. But the original run of the show, just great stuff. Uh, Saved by the Bell. That's another one that's kind of, you know, 89 and then into the 90s. I don't know why, but I consider it an 80s show. It just feels like more of an 80s show to me. Um, and yeah, just that's another one I watched religiously when I was younger. 
and uh, just I loved watching their like go through school and then like you had the college years and stuff like that. Uh, I found that was uh, super interesting. And then I wanted to throw a cartoon on here. So Inspector Gadget, that was always my favorite as a kid. I was a big fan of Inspector Gadget. Uh, I always, I still remember, I still remember I was pissed off because I always wanted to see what uh, Dr. Claw looked like. I think that's his name, Dr. Claw. Um, and they actually, they're like, oh, we're releasing an action figure of Dr. Claw. And so you can finally get a first look at his face. And I was like, oh, cool. So I'm just going to go to a store and see what he looks like. But they had a big fucking sticker over it. And, like, you couldn't remove. It was just a great fuck. You didn't actually see what he looked like until you bought it. So uh, I was pissed off with that. But yeah, that's evil. All right. Uh, I was curious. I wanted to see, you, you know, how Saved by the Bell originally had a one season show before it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for, for, what was that called? Fuck. Good morning, Miss Bliss. That, that's it. Good morning, Miss Bliss. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, no. I was just curious. That one was eighty-seven. I was just trying to figure out how that uh, fed into right. it. Yeah, uh, it was a couple years earlier. Yeah. Anyways, straight up, I looked up at eighty shows and I didn't see a single one that I recognized. And I was like, well, okay, maybe I'm out of my depth here. Uh, <laughs> I guess. I guess just shout out here because I think. Wait, was Cheers seventies or eighties? That's a good question. Let me what see. Cheers. cheers. Du, du, du. 82. Okay. You know what? Shout yeah, out to Cheers. Yeah. I yeah. have not had enough experience to to really claim it, but like the few episodes that I've watched, I'm like, oh, yeah. No, this is solid. The other thing in that same breath, I wouldn't have been able to, to claim Golden Girls. I have not watched enough Golden Girls to claim it, but I have watched enough to say shout out to Golden Girls. That is solid. I do love it. It makes me sad because there's just some sharp writing that was going on at least across those two shows that it actually annoys me now that whenever I watch any modern day sitcom that like is a no name show that no one gives a shit about, you can definitely tell uh, even the writers that are on there don't give a shit about it because they're not putting in their a game whatsoever. So like, I just, you know, I, I can't really speak too much from personal experience, but from the few episodes that I watched of cheers and golden girls, you recognize why those shows are still remembered this many years later. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. Cheers is one I really haven't watched a lot of at all, but uh, I have seen like a few episodes and you can definitely tell there's quality there for sure. But yeah, I haven't seen enough to claim it, as you said. So I already renewed Paramount Plus. So uh, the uh, whoops of the I named an episode Paramount uh, Death March, but oh, well, whatever. Um by the way, get guess what? You know how I told you that I had that fifty percent off coupon? Um, yes, did not apply. Did did Rip. not apply. I, <laughs> Big th- rip. Thanks, thanks, fucking Paramount. Um, anyways, I, that's the thing. I tried complaining last time. They were just like, "Oh, we just have to wait till next year," and and I fucking didn't. And it didn't apply, bitches. Um, anyways, I'm not gonna be too mad about that because I really do think I am gonna watch Cheers at some point. And then it's always weird to think about the fact that Frasier is a spinoff of Cheers because like Frasier feels like its own show. And it's weird to think about that. Frasier is probably the most successful spinoff TV show just ever. Yeah, no, it has to be right. Like, it's pretty crazy. Like, it is wild to think that's where Frasier come from because you don't think of Frasier as a Cheers thing, but it definitely is. So definitely, definitely one of the biggest for sure. It'd be like if they spun off like george into his own seinfeld show and that went on for like six years or whatever actually it it feels mm, 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 god i I feel like it'd be like if you found out that seinfeld itself was a spin-off of something like it feels like it's like that major where it's like oh you have no connections to anything and that's fair that's fair 
So, yeah, you know, no, that's a good point. I think that's about it for TV section. I guess I'm just going to put this here. Duck Hunt. That's, it's technically my first game that I ever played because it's right there on the cart with Super Mario Bros. And you know, that's the thing. The good thing is, is that with that cart, I can claim both of them. Fuck you. I don't remember which one I played first. So I'll just say it was both of them. Um, of course, you know, I, I, Super Mario Bros. one. Of course, it's, it's impossible to, to say anything about that game that hasn't already been said. Hell, literally earlier today, uh, my daughter was sitting in my lap and I decided to grab my little um, Mario Game & Watch. Have you seen those? Yes, I have. None, per- none person, but I've seen them like online and stuff like that. Mm, well, anyways, I have one right here that's on my desk. It's basically just my little alarm clock, right? And I just I just handed it to her. Of course, you know, her being a child that's seen mostly smartphones uh, was trying to touch the screen. And it's like, well, we're going to have to condition that out of your hands. Um, but like, it's super Mario Bros. Like this game, this game basically started the medium. And I don't feel like that's an exaggeration because sure, video games are around, but video games did not really start until Mario happened. So, yeah, like just wait, I didn't even start there. I was talking about Duck Hunt. Damn. Uh, <laughs> so Duck Hunt. Just, OK, I need. Hold on. I need to stop playing this. This is <laughs> the power of Nintendo, folks. Dude, I just. Why did I do this? Why did I start this? Look, man, you can never not just start one one and not. Anyways, this game is great. <laughs> oh god, you can tell that I'm canceling the show. Um, where the hell's the cord? I need my, I need my watch here. Anyways, I was talking about Duck Hunt. Duck Hunt. It's so simple. You just got a little gun, you point it at the TV, and you shoot. I suck at this game. I hate that fucking dog. But still, it was just very simple fun. I don't have anything else other to say than shout out to Duck Hunt. I like you. Yeah, Duck Hunt, I mean, I think everyone remembers Duck Hunt from, you know, the classic uh, combo pack where you'd get that. You'd get uh, Super Mario Bros. There was a third one, too, a lot of the time. Track and Field, I think. It was like track and field or was, something like that. Was there a triple what? Yeah, there was a triple pack. I, I I think it was track and field. Um, I did not could, know that. Yeah, no, there definitely was. I I I'm pretty sure. You, someone can Google fact check that or not. But yeah, no, that was uh, and Duck Hunt's a classic. Obviously, that stupid fucking dog. I always just tried to shoot him because he annoyed the, the yes, shit out of me. Yes, of course. Oh, oh, oh. But uh, yeah, no, shut up, Duck Hunt. Uh, I'll just use this opportunity then to talk about some of these games I put on my list and why I did. So we got uh, Super Mario Bros. 3, Maniac Mansion, Metroid, SimCity, and Punch-Out. Uh, Super Mario Bros. 3, I mean, this is just, in my opinion, and, and this might be kind of a hot take, but I... I it's not a hot take. It's three or world. That's that's the acceptable yeah, answer. Yeah, and I think, I'm, I think I'm in the camp of three, man. Three is just such a great fucking game. It's so, so good. It's the perfect, uh, you know, kind of 2D Mario platforming formula. There's there's just the great secret, so much to discover. Um, I totally understand why people prefer World, but I don't know, man. There's something special about Mario Bros. 3 to me, and that's probably because it's the first one, you know, that I can remember playing in great detail. I definitely own this game uh, when I had an NES, so 
Definitely a lot of good memories with that one. Uh, Maniac Mansion specifically is an interesting story. So uh, the first time I ever even played Maniac Mansion was inside another video game. Uh, Days of the Tentacle uh, oh. is a classic LucasArts game, and it's kind of a quasi-sequel to Maniac Mansion because uh, you get a lot of the characters that you know are in Maniac Mansion. You're just playing as them in Day of the Tentacle. It's kind of a weird sequel reboot kind of thing. I don't know how you want to describe it, but it, it's very interesting nonetheless. But basically, there's a part where you have to give this guy, you, you basically have to distract this guy and you fuck up his hamster. I think you actually blow it up in the microwave, if I recall, which is pretty fucked up. But anyways, you blow up his hamster, he goes screaming, and then you can get on his computer and play the classic Maniac Mansion game in its entirety. Um, and that's the first time I ever discovered it. So shout out Maniac Mansion. That's like one of the one of the godfathers of like point and school uh, or old school, I should say, point and click adventure games. So just awesome. Uh, Metroid continues to be my favorite NES or, or just Nintendo franchise in general, I think. Um, and yeah, shout out Sam has shut up this, the sci-fi vibes. Everything is so awesome. Uh, it's definitely like when you're looking back on it, it's the most dated Metroid game, like super Metroid just destroys it in every way, but it's still a great game for its time. And I think it does hold up and it's fun to play. Um, especially now that they've got some remakes of it, uh, out there like zero mission, uh, Sim city. I mean, I, I, I cannot tell you the amount of fun I would have. Uh, growing up and just like building these re- really cool cities and then just having fucking aliens come in and destroy the cities. Like, it was mm-hmm. just, I, I, it was so fun to me to destroy my creation and all this time I had spent and just watching people flee and panic as these natural disasters ripped apart their cities. J- just super fun. Um, and then punch out, man, punch out was like, I, I remember being obsessed with punch out when I was younger um, and just trying to get to Mike Tyson and how hard some of these fighters was. And just what a difficult game it was for the time and, you know, being being younger and stuff like that. But that's another Nintendo franchise that's always stuck around with me that I've always appreciated because, I, I don't know, I just find it super fun. And the characters are always interesting to see, like, what kind of boxers they throw in there. And uh, it's another game that, you know, kind of super punch out, you know, took that idea and I think did it better. But, uh, you know, still a classic game for its time. Now. I got two things really to say. The other ones, I don't, I don't think I have much to say. What I will say is that SimCity, I was always jealous of the people who had a Sim game, either you know The Sims or SimCity or any one of those on PC or even Civilization, because I, I, sometimes I wish that as a kid I had access to that on the computer because I'd be really interested to see how different I'd be because I feel like those are my I feel like those would have clicked my brain in such a good way that would have really fucked me up for life and I would like to see what alternate universe that looks like so now up to this point I'm very hesitant to do any of those because I almost feel like I'd get deep into those and it's like I don't know if I'd be able to get out so for my own safety I avoid those now, Super Mario Bros. 3. Now, I, I knew this as Super Mario Advance 4, Super Mario Bros. 3. And, uh, I okay, I like this game, right? There's no problem with it. I have nothing, no problem with the actual game itself. I was very annoyed because I feel like the two carts that I got for this game on Game Boy Advance both had dead batteries. And that was the, this was before I understood the concept of how these games saved. So the battery, I got two different carts with the dead battery in there. And every time that I would save, it wouldn't remember it. So I would finish like two or three worlds, shut it off. And then I turn it back on. And it's like, I saved. Why am I back at the beginning? And God. So at basically what I did at some point is that with the game boy advance SP, 
I would just keep that game on entirely. I would close it and I would just charge it in between sessions. So it would it, like that thing never turned off. But yes, I, that, that's my own specific story with Super Mario Bros. 3. I really like this game. Damn, it is a fun 2D Mario. It is definitely better than 1. It is definitely better than 2. I'm not going to lie. I do have a spot, soft spot for Super Mario Bros. 2. I just like how weird it is. And when I remember it, it's this little weirdo across these two pillars that are like, this is Mario. And then like, eh, this could be Mario as well. It's a little weird. but like, eh. I like it. I really like 3 as well. I am a world boy, though. I really like Super Mario World more. And I feel like that's because that was the one that I dug in so deeply into that I think it might be the only one like of the Mario games where I went hard in the extra levels that are supremely punishing. Um, but yeah, no, Super Mario Bros. 3, absolutely go to the game. I have no problem if anyone chooses that over world uh, when it comes to their favorite 2D Mario. Yeah, no, I, I think you hit the nail on the head. It's it's got to be one of those two. Um, as long as you pick one of those two, you're you're in the right ballpark there. A- anything yeah, else might be a little contrarian yeah. or boomer. Yeah, if you're picking Mario Bros. Two, I don't know what to say to you, bro. That's contrarian. Contrarian. That's this is yeah. contrarian. Yeah, absolutely. You're just trying to be different. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I I guess that was games. Uh, I have three movies here. Uh, really none of these well, i mean not like i could have watched any of them contemporaneously but i will choose the first one that i watched way too young that absolutely stuck with me for <laughs> really long scarface uh this movie was so long i don't think i ever watched it fully until like i don't know Whenever it came out on DVD, like in 2004. But I definitely saw so many pieces of this as a kid. Of course, you're doing the famous quote every single time. I don't want to say it again because it is so played out at this point that if no one on the planet Earth ever said it again, it still would be said too many times. Uh, But Scarface is just... It's one of those weird things where it feels like a little piece of Rosetta Stone for my taste because, you know, Scarface feels like it's right there. It fits in perfectly with me enjoying GTA 3 later on. Well, uh, I'm pretty sure the next episode I'm going to bring up Goodfellas because Goodfellas was another one that was just always on TV and Scarface probably helped me to enjoy that as well. So, yeah, Scarface, just all of that helped influence a lot of my taste as well uh there's another one that i'm going to get out of the way first here as well well actually i'm just gonna go excuse me i'm just gonna say all three of them because why not uh cool hand luke at my previous job i had a co-worker who this man knew movies he was an older black gentleman uh i haven't talked to him in so long man his name is roger i hope he's doing fine I know that he had eye problems. Uh, I had another coworker who tried to raise money to help get a surgery for his eyes. I donated. I, I hope it, it's such a shame because I think about how this man was losing his eyesight, but also he's one of the few guys that I could talk movies with. And it's like, God damn it, man. That's so painful. I hope he, I hope I never even followed up. I hope the surgery, you know, he still can watch movies basically is what I'm hoping to say. Anyways, he had told me about Cool Hand Luke, and he was just telling me about how Paul Newman just plays the coolest dude in this movie. And I downloaded it on a hard drive. And then one day, just an early meeting, 
I don't remember how I just had my laptop with me or something like that. Or I had some adapter that I could have connected to the TV and I pulled it out. And since we were both at this meeting and we weren't clocked in until later on. It wasn't long enough to be able to go back home, but it wasn't short enough to just kind of be like, yeah, whatever. So I watched Cool Hand Luke in the break room at my previous job. And I was just so impressed that like, it's in the title, man. Cool Hand Luke. Luke, that man's got a steady hand this entire movie. It's a movie about a guy who goes to prison. I don't even remember if he's rightfully going to prison, but it's a man who basically wins over literally everyone in that prison with his charm. And it's just it's just a chill movie that is all about the personality. Now, the other one uh, is Heathers. Heathers, I watched probably like more than 10 years ago at this point on the independent film channel shout out to ifc i love ifc um, it was definitely one of those things that was very important to my taste and being able to get me to branch out into lesser known movies heathers being just this such a fucking dark comedy that like even doing this in the 80s like you could have probably gotten away with it in the 80s <laughs> And then every single year afterwards, you would not be able to fucking do it. And then now you can't do it to the point where Heathers was trying to get a rebooted TV show and the date kept getting pushed because another school shooting would keep happening. And so they kept having to push the date for Heathers because like, well, out of respect, we can't show this yet. (laughs) So Heathers, this movie... All I know is that it is just everything that I really like when it comes to just really fucked up humor. So, yeah, those are the three movies that I have presented here. Cool Hand Luke, Scarface, Heathers. Dorian, you want to say anything about these before you present yours? Uh, The only one I've actually ever seen is uh, Scarface, obviously, which is a top five movie of all time for me. Uh, I fucking oh, adore really? Scarface. Yeah, I fucking love <laughs> Scarface. <laughs> uh, f- just a fucking great movie. Uh, it, it's interesting. I'll never forget the first time I ever saw this movie. I don't know if I've told this story on here before or not, but if I have, sorry, you're listening to it again, everyone. But the first time I ever saw this movie uh, was in Scotland. Uh, my <laughs> no, cousin, you have not. My cousin was is probably like one of the biggest cinephiles uh, I've ever met. Like the guy, the guy. I just this was back in God. When was this? Okay, when did um uh, Twenty Eight Days Later come out? Twenty eight, two thousand two or three. Okay, so this and 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 because we watched Twenty Eight Days Later and Scarface back to back, maybe even two thousand one. Okay, and he had just gotten this movie. Like, it was brand new for him. And so this is back in 2001. This man had, oh, like... I nailed it right at the end. Good job. This guy has, like, fucking... This guy has got, like, you know, your shelf? You take, like, five of them. This was my cousin's fucking movie collection. It was massive. Dude, like, just... I got it, man. Side note, side note. I loved going to, like... It, it would either be family, friends, or... Uh, Okay, it would either be family or friends or my parents or family of friends where you'd go to their house and you would see a huge stack of DVDs and you're like, holy shit, this person watches movies. Like, I always love that feeling. And then now, you know, that streaming just absolutely ruined that. Yeah, I wonder. I haven't talked to him in ages, man. I wonder if he's still collecting physically. I hope so. 
But uh, yeah, no, he he had a gigantic collection, and yeah, we watched Twenty Eight Days Later and Scarface back to back. And I don't like I I never did like Twenty Eight Days Later. That's one of my big hot takes. I'm not a fan of that movie, but we watched Scarface right after that, and uh, yeah, that was just so memorable to me, and I've never forgotten that. Just watching with him and and my family, and uh, the movie's just stuck with me forever. I've seen it multiple times now since, and I watched it in theaters, which was awesome. Uh, and and yeah, just just a, just a tremendous movie. I, I cannot, you know, praise that movie enough. I think, you know, for me, I, and I know this is probably a hot take too, but out of, you know, those kind of big three gangster mobster movies everyone talks about, it's the most rewatchable to me over, over Goodfellas and God. I just, yeah, I that's know. the hot take. Holy shit. <laughs> I just think it's so incredibly rewatchable and not taking anything away from Marty and Goodfellas because it's obviously <laughs> incredibly rewatchable as well. And the Godfather is certainly, you know, when it comes from how the movie's made, it's one of the best movies ever made, period. Um, but I just fucking love Scarface. <laughs> you know you know that Dormammu thing uh, from the first Doctor Strange? Like, Dormammu, I'm here to bargain. And he just keeps dying. He keeps coming back and coming back. You can Dormammu me by just putting on Goodfellas and then just cutting out the credits. Like, you could literally <laughs> just end the movie. And then I'm just like, well, okay, I'm done. And then literally all I wanted to be was a gangster. And I was like, well, I, Goodfellas is on. I got to sit down. And then the movie yeah, no. ends. And it's like, yeah. well, I got to get up and do something. And it's like, all I wanted to do was be a gangster. I'm like, well, shit, Goodfellas is on. I got to sit back down. Yeah, that I mean, that's basically me with Scarface, to be honest with you. Like, I could rewatch that fucking thing that many times. So I just I I love that movie so much. <laughs> but yeah, the, uh, Scarface, It I think like the first time that I actually watched it entirely was when my cousins had it on DVD and like around that early 2000s. And I just remember it was probably a sleepover because like how the fuck are we really going to watch a three hour movie any other time? It wasn't a sleepover. And just, I remember so strikingly the chainsaw scene. And I just remember thinking, holy shit, that is the most violent thing I've ever seen. And then you go back and you watch it again and you realize, Oh, a lot of this is implied. And it's just like, honestly though, the, probably the most violence, like even then and now I still think like the most like violent thing is when, Al Pacino puts his face into the into the shower curtain and they just throw like a fucking just vat of blood at him. It's like, oh, it's fucking dope. Yeah, I I mean, you know what I find incredible about Mm -hmm. Scarface and just in in general, I I just think for me, it's the, the prototypical like when I look at that movie it's you see Al Pacino in that role and just what he's able to do and going from like taking that Tony Montana, which is such an over the top kind of ridiculous kind of character and then translating to what he did in the Godfather as, um, as Michael. Uh, I mean, it's just two completely different characters, but in that same kind of mobster vein, uh, I fucking love it. Like it just, he was so talented. I mean, he still is talented. Don't get me wrong, but just being able to see what that man was able to do uh, with those two movies, I think it's, it's incredible. And you know, transition because the Godfather's in my list as well. That's why I mentioned that as well. But yeah, he's just great in all that shit. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot. Yeah, eighties and before. I was thinking, wait a minute, the Godfather isn't in the eighties. No, yeah, <laughs> I definitely, I definitely took lib- uh, a liberal. Oh no, 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 that was that was that was, that was the rules before. that we set. That was the rules we set. <laughs> I'm dumb. I just don't remember my own rules. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, 
Yeah, are you good? I'll, I'll, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm good. Go ahead. Go yeah, for it. So, so, so Godfather, obviously. We've talked about the Godfather on here. I could not disrespect any list without having the Godfather on here. That's why it's on here. Uh, Blade Runner also. I know we've talked about Blade Runner, but Blade Runner is such an important fucking movie to me. It has to be on this list. I cannot overstate how incredibly important that movie is to me. Just as a, as a science fiction movie, just as what it kind of opened my eyes to. Um, just for just even the setting i love the sci-fi cyberpunk setting so much now because of that fucking movie all right so, yeah uh, i just the, i'm gonna go ahead and i just want to say i i i i fucking love blade runner i i really do love everything that goes on in that world it is on the shelf so is the godfather the godfather is on the shelf twice okay that's how much respect i have for that <laughs> movie all right i just i'm just gonna say that these two i didn't pick because one both of these movies nothing i could say is going to be good enough okay and then two we've already given them airtime so that's why i did not choose them i swear it is not an insulting slight against them or anything it's just like i'm just trying to put topics in here that we would have never hit naturally and we hit oh come on both of those have come up naturally oh boy how would they not come up naturally yeah, absolutely they have. So, no, for sure. It's, again, it's just me putting them on here just because they're so important to me, but we've definitely talked about them for sure. Um, and then the other thing I have on here, I don't think we've ever talked about these, and that's One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, Monty Python and the we Holy Grail, and, and Taxi Driver. Um, one Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, I mean, this is just, this is kind of one of, um, one of the first movies I'd ever seen that really kind of just stuck with me and was like, oh, this is Kino, man. Like, this is fucking great. Uh, this is something my dad forced me to watch. Well, I say force, but I mean, I probably didn't want to watch it at the time, so that's why I say it. But yeah, he forced me to watch this with him. Um, and just an incredible fucking film if you've never seen it. Uh, Jack Nicholson puts in, I mean, if you ever like see, like, Jack Nicholson's a weird one that you could like watch a couple of his movies and be like, I don't understand what the big deal is with this guy. Go back and watch this or The Shining, and you'll see pretty quickly why he's so highly regarded. But yeah, this movie is just incredible. I, I just love this movie to pieces, um, and and it's definitely one of Milos's best, in my opinion. Uh, and he's got some good bangers in there for sure. Uh, Monty Python: The Holy Grail. I think that's just uh, one of the funniest movies ever made, in my opinion. I, I think it's absolutely hilarious. Uh, it's in my personal top, uh, probably top. 30 i think somewhere in that range uh i just think this movie is fantastic i'm obviously a big monty python fan in general um and it all stemmed from this movie there's just so many quotable lines in it there's so many just you know uh, meme worthy and incredible like famous moments in this movie and it just holds up you can repeat uh, watch this movie whenever you want it's kind of another scarface situation for me where if i was walking by a tv and i saw this was playing my ass would be planted and I'd be watching the rest of the movie. <laughs> uh, undoubtedly, for sure. Uh, and then Taxi Driver. This is a bit of a weird one, but this is kind of a movie that almost like re-sparked my interest for movies. I actually didn't see this movie until just a few years ago. It was the first time I'd ever seen it. Um, and yeah, like I, I was kind of just like completely almost out of love with movies. And I just hadn't watched them. And I was so into video games. And I, they just kind of fallen by the wayside. And yeah, I, I watched Taxi Driver, and that was a really good kick in the ass to reminder that, oh, fuck, you know, <laughs> movies are pretty fucking good, aren't they? Um, and of course, you know, it's Mr. Scorsese. You wouldn't expect anything less. But yeah, it was a great first time watch. I've seen it once more since then, and it's just a true classic. Uh, again, you know, I, the biggest hot take I could say is it's, it might not, it's, I think it's just outside of my top five for Scorsese, which, fuck, 
I mean, it's Scorsese. It's a murder's row, man. It's a murder's row, but this movie is still incredibly special and important uh, for what it did for me. And I think just to people in general, like it's so iconic and, you know, it's amazing. So, yeah. Okay. There were three movies. Well, okay. And I know that Godfather, uh, Blade Runner, Taxi Driver, Holy Grail. What was the other one? Uh, one Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. One Flew Okay, yeah. Uh, that one, as soon as you said that one, I was just like, oh, god damn it, man. I, I do. Jack Nicholson is one whose filmography I have just neglected so hard, and it makes me sad because I really would want to watch just a lot of his movies. And that is one that right there is like, oh, god damn it, man. I don't know when I'm going to be ready for it. I just know that that one deserves the theater room for it whenever I try it to. So, like, that one, it, that one was going to require planning instead of, like, me throwing Nightmare on M Street, Friday the 13th, of Child's Play, like, literally just back-to-back in the same day. Um, but the other two, Taxi Driver and uh, Monty Python. So, Taxi Driver, whew, man, it's... I don't know when I'm going to watch it. it. It definitely has to be soon because my wife is still currently in a Scorsese mood. She was the one who wanted to watch uh, Wolf of Wall Street however many weeks ago. Uh, we're going to go watch Killers of the Flower Moon. I'm kind of hoping that three and a half hours of Scorsese isn't enough to kill her drive because if so, then we will watch Taxi Driver to satiate her a little more. Uh, actually, maybe even... No, no, no. We're doing things this Saturday. Well, maybe if Saturday night were free, I might call over my sister-in-law and her husband to see if they want to watch Goodfellas because my wife has been wanting to watch Goodfellas again. Um, which, God bless Goodfellas. Uh, anyways, yeah, Taxi Driver, I have the 4K cut of it. I'm just waiting for the right time to watch that one. And again, it, it, I feel like I want to get Goodfellas out of the way and then Taxi Driver. My name is for the Holy Grail. I'm actually kind of shocked that we haven't brought that one up. And I think it's probably because I'm thinking of Life of Brian instead. Monty Python Before the Holy Grail is an absolutely just stone cold classic of a comedy. It's and this is exactly what you said. It is endlessly quotable. It is just it's most of the time I do get annoyed of, you know, God, it's wrapping all the way back to the beginning of the show when I said that a lot of times comedies annoy me if I can just watch YouTube clips of it. And it's like, well, why am I going to watch the entire movie? I have to watch a clip of it. Monty Python and the Holy Grail is literally broken up into clips, but the clips are so fucking good that I just want to watch them in sequence back to back to back. And that's how good it is that it makes me want to break my own rules and just still watch the entire movie. Yeah, I mean, man, it's just fucking funny. And I actually like, uh, have you seen the other two, Life of Brian and Meaning of Life? Yeah, no, Life of Brian, I brought yeah. up on the show. Like, okay, that, you yeah. That. yeah, okay, fair. Uh, you know, Meaning me, of Life, I I feel like I saw it on IFC, but I think I just wasn't giving it my full attention, so I don't remember it. Fair. Yeah, I mean, I think they're both funny and good movies, oh, but the Holy Grail is just the fucking the epitome. It's just the classic uh, Monty Python movie and yeah, yeah like the clips are just great like whenever 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 I see a bunny now I just think oh it's got big teeth watch out like that literally uh, it doesn't matter you a bunny riding in the wild that's like the first thing that will come into my mind now because of that fucking movie so just the prolonged holy hand grenade scene like it's perfect it's fucking thou shalt count to three not four five is out of the question Two is not long enough. And then said the holy hand grenade. 
Pin. Like it's oh my god, it just keeps going and it only gets funnier and funnier and funnier. And oh my god. If you've never uh, if you've never experienced it, I highly <laughs> recommend when you get some time, look up a YouTube video of somebody playing the Monty Python and the Holy Grail video game because it's pretty fucking fuck? hilarious. It, it, I, I still remember get having that game as a kid. And just trying it out, and like it was the most ridiculous thing. Like there were segments where, like, like the, I remember the start of the game. There's like it's like a hundred. It's like a, like an excessive amount. It's like a hundred or like two hundred question survey you have to answer just to play the fucking game. <laughs> like, it literally makes you go through these like random obtuse questions you have to answer. And like there's like a couple if you get wrong, it just closes the fucking game. <laughs> it's just ridiculous and then there's mini games where like you're trying to like when the when the french guys are throwing the like throwing the like the things at you uh you have to avoid them but you can only turn right like you can't turn <laughs> left so it's always like right 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 i i just i don't know why this stuff's ingrained in my head but uh yeah th- that was wild too I googled Monty Python video game, and what it gave me was one of the edits where they put Monty Python in Elden Ring. So I'm gonna have to watch Ooh. that later. And that that would be good too, honestly. <laughs> you can't go wrong with that. <laughs> oh my god! But yes, no, no. But Monty Python, the Holy Grail. Oh my god, dude! Shout out to my. Oh, what was it? U.S. history? No, no. It was my world history pre-AP teacher, Miss Schmidt, I think. Uh, she was talking about the medieval times, right, of serfdom and all that. And she showed us clips of Monty Python and the Holy Grail. God bless that woman. She knew what she was doing. She was getting kids introduced into this shit. And she showed us the Black Knight scene and the, uh, the duck scene and the witches. And... Oh my god, those two clips are ingrained in my fucking brain and just God bless Michigan. I I hope however wherever you're out there, you're doing great, and God bless you for showing newer generations Monty Python, because I don't know how else I would have been exposed to it. Absolutely. Shout out Monty Python. And uh yeah, shout out for me it was a PBS. I remember oh. watching a PBS when I was younger. Um, they would just be on there randomly. Is the Flying Circus, Monty Python, and the Flying oh, Circus, yeah. and and I would actually rent those uh, from the library. I've I've got so many Monty Python stories. Uh, me and a friend of mine, I remember for the talent show. Have you ever <gasps> seen the, the Have you ever seen the Nudge Nudge Wink Wink sketch? Yes, we did that. We, <laughs> we did. We, we did that bit for our talent show, and I remember we got in trouble after because it's it's no. pretty. Like, it's pretty sexually suggestive. Yeah, of course. Um, and, it's and this, this hit- in the title. Oh, yeah. And we could have hid that. Um, like when we like, did our rehearsal. But yeah, we, we ended up doing it. And it was, it was fucking great. <laughs> it was so much fun. Uh, Yo, why is she on camera? Hey, hey, you know, you not just have to quick cinema squad. Oh, man. You just reminded me that I tried to watch like all of Flying Circus on Netflix. And then I think I just dropped off because college got busy. But man, oh, God. I wish I remembered what Netflix account that was on because I would want to see where I was and then just pick back up. Because (laughs) Monty Python is one of those ones that, like, I really want to just, I want to get everything that I can to you guys. I mean, there's just so many classic sketches that that, this is another one that i like i am so i have so much regret that i've never seen this these guys live i've had i've had a couple opportunities to go 
and, and I'm just I'm so mad at myself that I never did really get a chance. So mad, but yeah. All right, I think that's it. That's that's all we got for the eighty yeah. section, right? Yeah, it's all the eighty stuff. Yeah. Okay, so you know what? We'll just do truncated from here. Uh, are there any things that you specifically want to give air to before we just kind of like give quick blurbs to when it yeah. came out the last two weeks? Well, uh, I, I mean, I, I finished Todd Field. That was very good. Um, but I mean, you know, I mean, well, we'll see with all this fucking Zencaster stuff. I don't know if we'll get back to it. So maybe. Uh, but yeah, uh, Todd Field was very good. Uh, I finished it. I loved it. It was a great game. I spent all of last episode sucking it off, though, so I don't know if we need more of that. But uh, yeah, it's it it a great game. Loved the ending. Thought it was fantastic. So, in the Vegas terms, how does the ending feel for you? Just, just cause I, I know you said you like it, but with everyone making so much about the new game plus and how, yeah, how what is the Vegas terms that you could give me here? Clever. Okay. Good enough. Yeah, very, very clever. And don't get me wrong. I still like, I think the proper way to play this game is do whatever you fucking want to do. Don't rush to the end. I think people that are saying that are wrong. I don't think you want to rush yourself to the end. I don't think it's ever a good idea in any video game. And I think that's doubly true here. Uh, but the ending is, is clever. It's very smart. Um, and it, it kind of, without spoiling anything, it kind of forces you when you, when you finish it, you do kind of have to play a few minutes of new game plus just to be like, all right, Todd, what, what did you cook here? Like, what, what the fuck are you doing? Um, so you do see that, and uh, it's pretty interesting. But yeah, no, it, it's very clever. That, that's what I would use to describe it. All right. Uh, my Starfield update, I set my watch back to Bethesda, and they should be sending me a new one at some point. They haven't told me that they have received it yet, but they are currently taking care of me and making sure that I get another watch. That's my Starfield update. Um, Perfect. All right, uh, just, okay, the things I want to say, hmm, well, actually, you get your things out of the way, because yeah. I know for sure that I feel like most of my things, I can just kind of bullet point really quickly, so. Okay, the, I mean, the only the, the only other two I really, really kind of want to mention, um, mm-hmm. and I'll bundle them together, because they're both kind of spoopy horror games, mm-hmm. and that's uh, Signalis and Eternal Darkness. Oh, hell I, yeah. I, I, yeah, so I did play and finish those. Um, Signalis first. Uh, this was gifted to me by Moki, so I finally got a chance to play it. Funny enough, I was actually going to buy it. It was on sale, and then I forgot, and I was like, fuck. And then Moki gifted me, and he's like, fuck, I forgot it wasn't on sale, but he still gifted it to me. <laughs> uh, so we, we both kind of fucked up with that one, but that was funny. Um, you know, it's good. I actually, I do like it. I, I think, for me, it didn't quite hit the same notes as it is for some other people. But it's definitely a good game. And I got to tell you, after coming from Starfield, I think I mentioned this last week, but coming from Starfield and like another game that like didn't have a fucking map and then Eternal Darkness after has a map and it's garbage. It was so nice for Signalis to be like, here's a map that's actually really good. Here you go. It's like, thank you, Signalis. Um, And until some spoiler stuff happens, but I won't mention that. Anyways. No, but Signalis, uh, it was really good. The tone, the tone and the atmosphere in this game are absolutely fantastic. But to me, this game is very Lynchian in the sense that you cannot try to understand this story. I'm sure you can figure it out. I'm sure there's definitely explanations for it. And maybe I'm just stupid and didn't get it. But it's kind of one of those things where, you know, I think I'm fine not knowing if that makes sense. I think that's kind of you with Lynch, right? Like you just don't care to know. You just I, I don't vibe. Dude, man, just fucking confuse me. I yeah. want you to hit this level of... I want you to short-circuit my brain to where I don't care to figure out the mystery. Just make me go... Duh, yeah, 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 and and you did it. 
Yeah, uh, that is totally uh, Signalis in a nutshell for me. Uh, but great vibes, great atmosphere. I really like that. Um, there's multiple endings, and I must have got the most depressing fucking one. So, you so won. I was like, great. Yeah, I won. I was like, that was perfect for me. <laughs> this is depressing as hell. Jesus Christ. Um, I did look up the other endings, and they're not as depressing, but still pretty depressing. So it kind of just fits the overall mood of the game. Uh, the music you get a lot of like so the soundtrack is is solid but then there's a lot of time where classical music gets injected and oh, even yeah. classical music yeah i just fucking love classical music so that was great uh game tricks you a couple times does some cool meta stuff so yeah overall definitely an enjoyable experience um even if i didn't love it because i do have some issues like i think oh i think like it's funny especially after playing eternal darkness a game from 2002 that actually controlled really well this didn't <laughs> and i think partially that might just be like oh we're doing a throwback survival horror game yeah. so it's going to control a little bit like shit so i get that like i totally understand that um and man i gotta say the inventory limit like i know i know that's a thing in survival horror games but there's also usually a way like at least in resident evil where you can you know if you do some stuff you can upgrade you get a couple more slots uh eventually throughout the game and you don't here you're stuck with six the entire game and it just it wouldn't be even that big a deal but they just there's some rooms where they overload you with items and i get it's to kind of fuck with you because you literally can't take everything but it's super frustrating because you're constantly wasting stuff you have to leave all your weapons and that you can bring one weapon with you you can't bring more than one weapon with you because you just don't have the inventory space so it kind of like you can't experiment with the weapons and i just really wish there was a way to get a couple more item slots in there like eight even would have felt restricted like eight items would have felt restrictive in that game six was just crazy low to me um but that's the choice they made and you know i lived with it and you know still beat the game so i didn't even drop to e baby easy mode i did it normal too so mm. proud of myself but yeah fun game um and then eternal darkness quickly uh eternal darkness is fucking rad i love this game and i have played a little bit of this back on when it originally came out on gamecube i never did finish it though this game's fucking awesome. It is so unique for its time. Basically, you know, you kind of start off and you're like, oh, it's going to be a Resident Evil clone. You're this young girl. She's in a mansion. Pretty spooky. But no, you basically turns into this game where you you go back way into the past and you play as 12 different characters that each play a little bit different. Each have different weapons and different abilities. You have three meters in the game, a health meter, a sanity meter, and a magic meter. And each of these characters like have different variations of those meters. So you get the one chode who's like super slow, uh, no health, but has like super high sanity, which the sanity meter is the star of this game. It's basically your tolerance for psychological bullshit. Whenever you start to see creatures or monsters in the game, your sanity, your sanity meter drops. Um, and that's when the game starts getting fun. When your sanity meter gets low, spooky shit starts happening. The game starts glitching out and fucking with you. Um, one of my favorite was is I, I was playing this game, not particularly legally over emulator. Sorry, folks. Um, and I was um, as I was playing, I got back to the mansion after like one of the levels and it was because like in between each chapter you basically go back to the mansion right like that's kind of the, the set piece in between and one of the so one of my sanity meter was super low and it's like thanks for playing eternal darkness check out the full game come this date i was like oh, oh, fuck, is oh this, my god is this did, did i get like a fucking like demo wrong and then like the game like flashes and it's like nope just fucking with you that's the sanity oh meter. my god i was like oh that one got me like i actually thought like i fucked up here 
<laughs> um, so it's brilliant how the sanity meter fucks with you, man. It does shit that like you would not expect, especially when you go back to that mansion, because for most of the game, there's nothing that can hurt you in that mansion. You're just exploring, collecting items and stuff like that. But if your sanity meter is low, it fucks with you and it's really, really well done. So just a super special and unique game. Uh, it's unfortunately trapped on GameCube, so either you have a GameCube or you're emulating it, but if you get the chance, highly recommend you play it. Yeah, uh, I have played, uh, man, I don't even think I got to the second, no, not even, <laughs> well, okay, technically, since you're playing as the girl, she's the first character, I don't even think I got to, like, the third character in Eternal Darkness when I had tried it. I kind of have a resent, not resentfulness, I guess hesitation, more of a hesitation to playing it just because I know I won't be able to play it on native hardware. If I did try to play it on native hardware, it's going to be expensive. And the other thing is that I feel like I know some of the tricks that the game is going to pull. And so I feel like that pushes me more to towards wanting to play it native because if I'm playing it native, I feel like it feels more natural to have the game play tricks on you on the native hardware than it does through emulation instead of your think instead of thinking oh the emulation is messing up you just are in like oh no no this is the game doing this uh or even if you think that the console is messing up then that almost feels it, your brain if the console is messing up it's a different fear of like oh shit it's fucking up instead if i have an emulator messing up my brain goes all right time to fix this so, like, I feel like I need to play that game properly, which basically stuns locks me away from playing it. All I know is that I want to because everything that I've heard about this game feels so much like they saw the Psycho Mantis boss fight and said, what if we just made a horror game on that? And that sounds fucking awesome to me. So, yes, that is yeah, one it, that I want to get to at some point. Yeah, it's, it's super rad and unique, and it's the kind of thing that, like, I, I, from what I had, from what I've heard of PT, Kojima had some shit like that planned too. And like, that could have been, and it's like, fuck, yeah. it's just another reason why that whole thing makes me so disappointed. Um, that was yeah, Silicon no, Knights, right? You Silicon Knights. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, dude, Kojima was in that room, man. Yeah, he must have no, been doing he, something there. Exactly. So he probably was like, man, these guys made something special here. Um, and wait, very, no, 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 wait, no, eternal, eternal darkness was, it was after Twin Snakes, no? Yeah, sorry. Twin Snakes was what, 2001, right? 2000, 2001? No, that's like 2004. Well, oh, no, then Eternal Darkness was first. Eternal Darkness was 2002. Oh, really? Okay, all right. Yeah, oh, no. that's... Okay, so in other words, they did that, and they're like, well, look, come on, Kojima, hand us Twin Snakes. Like, who, we handled some weird shit before. They did a good job, minus the music, <laughs> which we won't talk about that. <sighs> I, I just look man kojima great man you should have never fucking told them to go off on their own just no no make it straight up a remake don't go crazy with it just remake it yeah no doubt uh but yeah that's all for those so for signalis it was a 3.5 out of 5 for me and eternal darkness was a 4 out of 5 uh, i've got like seven things left but i can bullet point most of these so all right, yeah, and I'm probably going to bullet point most of my things right now. But uh, but Signalis, just very quick thing about Signalis. Oh, I yeah, have sorry. a physical copy of it. I will do that at some point. I hear the vibes are good, so that just kind of has me thinking, okay, I'll get to you at some point. By the way, my physical stack is getting 
fucking terrible. Like, I'm not beating games right now. And literally the only game that I'm beating is Liza P. And that's a Game Pass game, man. There's no disc that I can throw away once I finish Liza P, damn it. So well, now you can get now you can get back to Starfield, another Game Pass game. Another Starfield that doesn't have, I'm not playing it on Game Pass, I'm playing it on Steam. All right, yeah, it's, it's it's still I mean, hey, still no discs. So. The, the, the stack is not dropping, man. It just keeps going up. Oh, dude, boy. oh, dude, I we I actually went in there and I cleared it out. I was like, okay, look, Death Stranding, you don't need to be sitting here. I already beat you. You don't need to be sitting there. Did I beat? Did I do anything? Director's cut? No, but I'm, you're just gonna go on the shelf, okay? Elden Ring, I know you have literally just the last boss that I need to do. You're just gonna go on the shelf. Like I just started throwing things on the shelf because, like, dude, you you don't no no. We need to get you out of this little waiting room now because it's stacking up way too high now. And then I bought resident evil again so i could replay it in vr and it's like oh my god i'm I'm not doing i'm not doing myself any favors and the funny thing is is that i keep looking over there i'm like all right time to make some cuts which one of these games am i not going to play and then every time i leave empty-handed yeah (laughs) it's tough right now and i mean for me like i mean my backlog is already fucking gigantic um so I'm, I'm naturally I'm replaying Final Fantasy VII on my Steam Deck right now. <laughs> and then and then the Metal Gear collection is next week. Yeah, oh. well I'm not I'm not I'm not touching that one. Until, I, like I'm literally not opening the plastic on that it? one. I, I'm buying it. I'm buying it, but I'm not. I'm literally not opening the plastic on it until I hear it's not fucked up. Then I will consider opening it and playing it at some point. But until then, I'm not even touching it. Look, I already have a PS5 copy pre-ordered when I get the go-ahead that it's good, but that doesn't matter because I already basically bought it for my cousin, and I have access to it, and it's on Steam, so it's not like, I literally have, I already spent the money, it's for him, so it's not like I'm going to refund it if it's messed up, I'm just going to go over to his house and mod it for him until it's fixed, and it's like, cool, that's yours now, and I just have access to it whenever, so... Yeah, oh boy, we're going to be playing some Metal Gear. I'm just going to, oh, bad God. Back to Scarface, Tony Montana at the end when he's like kind of like twitching up to that mountain of cocaine. That's me to Metal Gear. Except every time I don't get my head in, I'm letting my head get in next week. Good luck. Mm -hmm. All right, so yeah, that's it. That's it. Bullet points from here. Liza P, uh, this game is still very good. It is in, in... is damn good compared to what FromSoft usually makes. This is the closest Coke that I've seen. This doesn't even feel like Pepsi or RC Cola. This is like, no, 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 this could totally pass for Coke. Um, The only thing I would say, it is 11 zones in total. I feel like 10 zones would have been good. Like, I I don't know. I'm, I'm starting to kind of feel like okay all right let's wrap this up and now that i'm in the final zone i no longer feel like that because i'm i know okay look cool we're almost at the end all right but like zones eight and nine i was like man we're, we need to kind of keep moving here a little bit or actually you know eight nine ten around there i was like we need to keep we need to keep going so yeah liza p that's it shout out to the music though like anytime that they have a vocal track oh fucking boy all right next eddie murphy's delirious i actually did watch it yeah, that was solid. Uh, I think I enjoyed Raw more, but still delirious. It's always nice to see Eddie Murphy be really funny. So there's that. That's out of the way. Uh, Beavis and Butthead do the universe. I finished it. That was funny. Uh, it also, mm, excuse me. It, honestly, just watching all of that and all the reboot of Beavis and Butthead, it just reminds me again. Mike Judge, he's a great. He's a goat. He's a goat. 
that sent me to King of the Hill season one and two because I started grilling. Uh, I grilled five times last week. I burnt my hand really bad on the third day, and I still grilled two days afterwards. And I'm pretty sure that was the spirit of Hank Hill and my propane and propane accessories that was getting me through. So, yeah, King of the Hill. Pretty damn funny, very good dry humor, and I'm shocked how endlessly, how much endless juice there is to Dale Gribble being a cuck, and they just, like, they milk it endlessly. It's great. Uh, pausing right there. Anything you want to say before I move on? Uh, well, just that, that John uh, John Redcorn is uh, is Nancy's friend, so not, not a cuck. Uh, no, well, I mean, someone's cucking him. We just don't know who, but, um, oh. Well, they're just, they're, they're, they're literally just friends, though, right? dude just right now the episode that i watched like before we were recording it was uh nancy going you want a beer honey and then both dale and uh john redcord say yes and then dale gives him a look and then he whispers to himself how did john redcord know that i wanted a beer <laughs> oh god shout it, out to dale man what, everything what dale does is magic it's it's golden absolute champ absolute champ all right so i'm gonna i'm gonna keep going uh saw x my plan you know uh, my plan i I don't know what the fucking plan is now because if zencaster's cutting off the spigot on free recordings i don't know what i'm gonna do i might cancel it because shit man i'm not paying you guys um which is that my plan was originally to have uh sam and radic do an entire saw episode with me uh, including saw x Radic is pretty much almost done with the Saw movies at this point. I think he only needs to watch X, so I was going to figure out when to record that, but if Zencaster is going to be really annoying about this, I may try to see if they can record locally, and then I edit the the episode together that way. But, man, like, that's a... <laughs> if Zencaster is not going to let me do it, oh, boy, is that going to be kind of annoying. So, yeah. Saw X, though? Uh, that was... Man, I cannot believe that I got another Saw movie that I liked. I can't believe it. Yeah, it. Uh, look, is Saw X a good movie? No, no. But but we're back into this five out of ten where it range where it's like, okay, this is actually kind of enjoyable, uh, and that's what Saw X was for me. I mean, the the, the the first half of this movie, I'm just like, why 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 are we making John Kramer into this likable protagonist? My my head was hurting. My, my my head was hurting, and then by the end of it, I'm just like, "Well, they're go- uh, whatever." I'm not going to spoil anything, but I'm just, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing, Like, what is this nonsense? And then the after credits scene made me spit my fucking co- cocoa. Um, like, what is this nonsense now? So, the, the after credits had me yelling and crying like the women are doing right now at the Taylor Swift eras movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I i will say i think you said it best uh on discord i hope they just stretch out this period between one and two for a ridiculous uh, amount of time make make it last the next five movies please i what i want right it's like okay look john kramer and amanda already look so fucking old that it looks like hilarious whiplash if you actually watch this in context i want i want like fucking amanda to have like seven children <laughs> In between Saul 1 and 2, and then all of them die, so it just makes sense in Saul 2 why she doesn't have kids. Like, I want them to get so fucking stupid, because, like, I'm pretty sure it's already established that between Saul 1 and 2 is, like, six months to a year in between that. So, like, I want them to just, like, make it some stupid shit where it's, like, so obvious that ten years has passed 
between these two things. And yet they're like, no, no, but like there was only one year between Saul one and two. And it's like, but every single fucking day between that year was the most packed shit that Jigsaw and Amanda were doing. Ah, uh, it sounds like Saw. <laughs> oh my god, time bullshit is like an underrated feature of Saw. <laughs> All right, uh, I'll bullet point the next few things. Zoolander. It was 90 minutes. I decided to put it on. Hey, that was funny. I always love a good, sneaky David Bowie showing up out of nowhere. Um, and then from here, that, that oh, it's just Nightmare Friday and Child's Play. I already split, said my piece on that. So, yeah, that's it. I got everything there. Shout out Zoolander. I fucking love that movie. Yeah. Uh, all right. So quickly here, uh, Theater Rhythm Final Bar Line. I've actually been playing a ton of this game. Uh, I, it was a great, perfect side game for when my deck was like dead and needed to charge. Um, it's just nice. You could throw it on for like half an hour, an hour, do a few songs. So I've been slowly working my way through every album. Um, shout out Final Fantasy. Uh, which one was it? Uh, the, sorry, the MMO one. Fucking the music in there. 14. Or, yeah, 14. There, there's, there's some bangers man in that soundtrack good shit i mean you know um, why same composer as 16 yeah, yeah makes sense so yeah no, definitely some bangers there and I had the biggest selection there was like 30 something songs there for that so huge amount there but uh yeah enjoying that gonna keep playing that uh it'll dip i'm get a little slower when spider-man 2 comes out because that'll be my main game going forward on ps5 but uh yeah, I've been playing that, so it's fun. Uh, Spark the Electric Jester. Para gifted me this. Would oh, I ever fucking game. play this game? <laughs> Would I ever play this game on my own? Absolutely not. Was it better than I was expecting? Yes, yes, it was. It's not a uh, real was, game. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you're not you're not wrong there. It doesn't feel like a real game. Um, it doesn't sound I mean, like it's, one. It's not. It's a fucking psyop. It's better than Sonic, and, and that's basically yeah. Psyops yeah. are better than Sonic. Yeah, and, and that's all I have to say about it. Three out of five. Uh, the, the Messenger, of course, oh, a great yeah. podcast. Uh, why you should play Poot. I'm going to. I still haven't listened to this episode, so hopefully I'll probably will Which, try. Which, by to the way, you idiot! Way like they're spoiler free. Like they're, they're, I, I know, you can but listen to them before you play the game. That, that's the I whole like, point of the show. I, I like the context having played it though i don't know i'm just weird that way like i like being like oh yeah i can agree with this or i can disagree with this because i played the game i feel like if i haven't i'm just like i'm like a fraud i don't that's know that's the I whole just... point of the show it's yeah, not well, the... you're listening to it as intended it wouldn't be the first time the point's been lost i mean it certainly <laughs> would be the last <laughs> <laughs> but uh messenger good game i enjoyed it actually really fun uh, I, I do definitely think sea of uh, sea of thieves i was gonna say jesus sea of stars I, I, yeah I, I definitely think sea of stars is better personally uh but you know messenger was good definitely a game of two halves for me first half great fantastic second half not as much but still enjoyed it uh really cool art style uh, great music so definitely fun worth playing and if you'd like to know why you should play it check out boots podcast uh dumb money yeah, that was a movie. Uh, it, it was, it was, it was, it was uh, honestly, it was better than I was expecting. Uh, I'm a big Paul Dano simp, so shout out to Paul Dano. Uh, what's the name of that director? Craig Gillespie. Is that his name? Gillespie? He can be salt shit. So, I mean, he did I, Tonya and uh, fuck, oh. what else did he do? I can't think of what, the other one he did, but he, he makes solid movies. They're, they're funny. They're good. This was well-made, too. The whole GameStop story is kind of stupid to me, but I was like, this presented in an interesting enough light that was like, okay, this is that's actually not bad. Uh, he's a talented enough director to make it work, so it was okay. Um, and then The Exorcist and The Exorcist Believer. Oh, boy. Uh, Exorcist, great movie, classic, awesome movie. Watch it if you haven't. One of the better horror movies of all time. 
was going to be coming up on an episode of an hour to kill but with all this shit now who the fuck knows so we'll see but uh, yeah actually this fantastic movie you know just one of the goats in my opinion uh the exorcist believer it's like you took every wrong message about that movie and then you're like okay like the, the 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 point of the exorcist is like the possessed girl right so what if we have two possessed girls <laughs> the studio heads are like brilliant brilliant 400 million 400 million jesus fucking christ uh movie's bad uh, I do. Th- I don't think it's as bad as some people are saying. Like, it's not like one of the worst movies I've ever seen or anything like that. Uh, but it's bad. It's it's a, a shameless cash grab. Uh, it was made by somebody who does not understand what made the original special. And yeah, that that guy really just needs to stay the fuck away from horror, man. I mean, mm-hmm. he's. I mean, the, the, the Halloween. Okay, like Halloween's already kind of been ruined by now. He made one good Halloween movie in that trilogy. Enough now. Go away. Go back to your fucking comedy movies. Just stay the fuck out out of core, please. Enough. I really hope they don't go through with this plan, the Exorcist trilogy they were gonna do. But I mean, they kind of have to because they spent four hundred million dollars on the fucking. No, they don't, man. If this one didn't make money, it's like scrap it, scrap it. That's true. They might just do that. But Uh, and yeah, that's all I have. That's it. So. Two things I want to touch on. One, I watched the Red Letter Media review on The Exorcist Believer. Um, I, the spoilers, who cares? Whatever. The, the fact that they have to team up all the religions oh. to do The Exorcist might be one of the funniest fucking things I've ever heard. <laughs> Especially right now with, with Israel and Palestine fighting each other right now. That makes it so much fucking funnier to me. <laughs> Did you see my did you see my letterbox review? No, what? Ooh, what are we? Some kind of exorcist squad? <laughs> I was literally just waiting for them to say that, man, because it's like this ragtag group of fucking oh the priest won't do it. Like I can't. We we don't have permission from the Vatican. All right, I guess we gotta do this exorcism. <laughs> Oh, oh my god man it's just ridiculous it's the, so stupid the thing is is that like i'm imagining it like in a super cliche way where like you know how there's always that thing in a movie where it's like well no we're too power they're too powerful we can't take them out it's like well what if we work together we can do it and then they start having like chain attacks and all that and start pulling it off i just like, imagine like one's throwing uh, a yarmulke at it the other one's throwing a crucifix at it the other one is throwing their shawl at it it's like we're doing it we're teaming up and taking out the demon <laughs> the, be- the best part which by the way we're in full spoilers now so i don't care if you're out of being spoiled yeah the-, the best part is like like halfway through the exorcism like they're down they're losing they're obviously not winning and then the priest comes in to save the day he's like i'm gonna do the exorcist now i don't care i'm gonna be the exorcist and he comes over to the girls and's like i'm gonna like save you and he does this thing for like 30 seconds and then he gets his head snapped like like that's that's great like yay what what great which by the way the whole it's stupid because if you've ever seen the original exorcist that's what the movie's about the exorcist like it's literally about him like the 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 the, The um, crisis of faith the crisis of faith the feeling like what he sees in regan he like the the demons torturing him with his own thoughts about his mother like it's literally about him the exorcist in this movie is maybe in it for two minutes. 
<laughs> if I'm being generous. He is barely in this fucking movie. So they completely missed the plot with what this movie was supposed to be about. And then it becomes this weird like thing where he's like like the 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 demon like when when he basically there's a sad backstory about his wife and his wife's like dying and they can only save either her or the baby and he picks her he picks the wife but the wife dies anyways and the baby survives and now it's like oh you picked the wife like how could you it's like are you, what are you doing what are you trying to like why are you spraying this on me why is oh, fuck it, it's just a bad movie it's it's not good no it's it's stupid it's i mean there are some funny bits in it that, that, that's honestly why it gets a two out of five for me because i at least laughed a few times at it um and i mean there was like a moment like the first like 20 minutes i was like maybe this will actually be not as bad as i uh, know it's bad so <laughs> yeah it's not like one out of five bad like which is reserved for shit i just fucking loathe i don't hate this this much but yeah it's not a good movie all right uh the other thing the messenger uh i don't know man like i just i feel like i would want to play this one handheld and the vita just like stares at me and it's like man i wish you were on vita so what i'm just gonna say is that i'm just gonna keep an eye out for whenever it's on sale on switch which actually saying that i should probably go by the way shout out to switch because if you add things to your watch list or whatever the hell it's called uh it will actually remember to email you whenever it goes on sale so i should probably do that right now um, but yeah, the messenger, it's literally $5 on gym station right now, but, uh, I, I I'm sorry, Jimbo, like I want to play it handheld. So, uh, you were, I mean, you always could, game. you always could at the power of PlayStation portal. I want you to grab the nearest USB C cable that you have and hang yourself with it. Done. Don't you ever bring up the fake PSP in my, in my, in my fucking presence ever again. Okay. The the does work well on portable though. I I, I of course played the uh, entire thing on Steam Deck. So oh yeah, very, very course. No, I mean very well on there. Like I don't know why my brain goes for two D platformers. Like oh this is gonna be good handheld, but that's not really true entirely because whenever um oh words words are escaping me whenever i get a uh, super mario wonder that one's gonna go on the tv because i'm probably gonna hand a controller to my wife and absolutely piss her off as soon as i just play like she's not even there smart move mm-hmm. oh she's gonna be pissed when i just leave her in the dust <laughs> all right there we go the messenger has been added to my watch list there we go thank you nintendo email me when it's on sale because twenty dollars I'm, I'm fine i can spend five dollars and then just forget i even bought it yeah, okay. I think I paid like eight, I think I paid eight bucks. Hmm. All right. Uh, yeah, that's it. That, that, we're good. We're on the episode. That's it. All right. So uh, I guess from here, there might actually be two episodes left. <laughs> Thank you, Zencaster. Thank you for finally doing what we I mean, we were trying to fuck. You didn't have to be so rude about it. We were on the way out. Jesus. Yeah, seriously. They were negotiating. We were like, OK, look, five more episodes, like th- three. Take it or leave it. <laughs> no shit. Jesus <laughs> Christ. All right. Cool. We're done. End card. Hey, look at you. You got to the end of the episode. From episode zero to the day that I finally get lazy and cancel the show, a big thank you to Joey Rawlings for providing the perfect name for the show. Be sure to always give him thanks, either out loud as you're listening to this, or you can just send him a thank you tweet at boogeyman117 underscore. That's boogeyman117, I-E instead of Y, double O. Be sure that it's an underscore, not a dash, 117.